0: Thank <laughs> you. Hey, what's up? It's Jared with State of Tech, and this is the first episode of the State of Tech podcast where we take a little bit deeper dive into some different topics and stuff and just have more of a discussion about our technology. Uh, Over on YouTube, we put up tech videos, reviews, tips and tricks videos, and stuff like that, trying to help you get the most out of your mobile technology. Uh, But those videos tend to be shorter, and uh, even though I get a little wordy sometimes... uh, Uh, You know, having a conversation about technology is something that I definitely enjoy. Um, When I hang out with friends of mine who are equally as excited about technology as I am, it makes it uh, a lot of fun to just have a conversation and talk about stuff. You know, especially when new devices come out, like the Samsung Galaxy S10 series phones that were just launched yesterday, which we're going to talk about in this inaugural episode or first ever episode or whatever you want to call it. So let's jump jump right in. So Samsung released their Galaxy S10 devices, which, of course, a lot of people were excited about because you get to a big number like 10 and you just expect uh, all of the latest and greatest and the biggest updates to come out. I know that when I was, uh, you know, the S9 was announced, I was, you know, thinking to myself, well, that's a, a good phone, but... They got to be holding out on some stuff for the S10. And I think with the S10, they have brought a beautiful device with a lot of updates and things to be excited about. So we're going to talk about that in this episode. And of course, we're going to do some comparisons and just kind of talk about what else is also available out there on the market. So most of us were not surprised when Samsung released three different variations of the phone. I mean, the iPhone has three different variations, essentially, that were launched last year. And so it only makes sense that Samsung would do the same thing. So we have the S10, the S10 Plus, and the S10e. And uh, I liken those to the iPhone XS, the iPhone XS Max, or XS Max, or whatever you want to call it. And then the XR. So the three different devices are all uh, fantastic devices. Uh, they all take over a, a, a major part of a different price class. The prices of these devices have been going up these last couple of years. Uh, these, these phones have been slowly going up over the years, but just in the last couple of years has actual phone prices really jumped substantially And of course, we can always thank Apple for that. Uh, If an Android platform device does a price hike like that, people go crazy over it and get mad and frustrated. Uh, But it, it seems to be okay when Apple leads the way and then all of the other manufacturers follow suit. It's kind of just the way it has been. So I got most excited of course about the S10 plus. Uh the S10 is also a decent sized phone with great specs. It's basically uh the same phone as the S10 plus essentially just with a little bit smaller um a little bit smaller form factor. Uh, and I, I believe there really isn't a whole lot of a difference there. Uh, but what I'm super excited about and the phone that I actually pre-ordered is that ceramic black phone. That thing just looks fantastic. Yes, I know the price is silly on it, and it starts out at 512 gigs, which who needs that when you also have expandable storage? But hey, it's just the way Samsung positioned it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about you know, what phone is right for who, And then also kind of compare it against uh, the other phones that I think are the best phones that are out on the market right now. You know, LG has been uh, teasing the launch of their new phones, and LG really hasn't had a very good time in the space in the last few years. They've really just struggled to, uh, to kind of get people to buy into these devices of theirs. LG's always had great devices. I mean, they built several of the Nexus phones back in the day. Their displays are on many different phones. They've got some fantastic hardware. It's just they haven't gotten it together. I guess maybe their marketing isn't there. The devices are great. I mean, no complaints there. Uh, LG just really hasn't been able to hold their own against Samsung, uh, iPhone, and also with the, the Google Pixel. So I've been rocking the Google Pixel 3 XL for a little while uh, since its launch, and I I really just love that device. Google, since they released the Pixel line of these uh, phones, just hasn't gone wrong since. The phones have been fantastic. The prices have been good. With the Pixel 3 XL, I wish it had a little bit more RAM, but nonetheless, it's, it's still a great phone. But Samsung with their Galaxy S10 or their Galaxy S line devices have always packed a lot of horsepower and left you really not wishing for anything more maybe than just a little bit more battery. So with the S10 line this year, of course, they have the three different phones. And I wanted to talk a little bit about who that might be good for. And then we'll compare it, talk about comparing it a little bit more to uh, different, different devices altogether. So, all of the S10 devices come with that Snapdragon 855 processor from Qualcomm. Uh, that's a very powerful processor. It's the latest and greatest. Um, all the devices come with a base storage of 128 gigs. So you know, whether or not you want to put an SD card in it or not really doesn't matter these days because of that base storage. And then, of course, those, uh, most of those phones are expandable all the way up to a terabyte of internal storage, which is just silly. I mean, I have tried, tried really hard to use up a lot of uh, space on my phone, and unless you're downloading tons of like 4K movies, which are a higher resolution than your phone could play back, uh, you know, well, anyways, um, you're just not going to fill up that device. And I've even tried using my Android device as a storage device, like an external hard drive. And it's really been challenging to even come close uh, to getting to use up all that storage. However, I have heard some talk that Samsung is trying to get Adobe to do a version of Premiere Rush CC, I guess, or not CC, that's the downloadable version for the PC, but Premiere Rush. They're trying to get a version of Premiere Rush for Android, which only exists on iOS right now. Now, Premiere Rush is a a decent little video editor. I mean, you could put together some pretty nice little videos. Uh, I'll, I'll link to just a quick one that I put together just to test it out down in the uh, uh, with the show notes. And then, of course, anything that I mention here on the podcast will be available if you go over to stateoftech.net slash podcast slash one for episode one. Uh, you'll get um, the latest notes with all the links. But Premiere Rush, I mean, if you're going to be video editing on your phone, that's when you might start to use a little bit more um, storage space. But a terabyte, I mean, my goodness, my laptop has a terabyte, and I don't even have it full uh, of, of stuff. So nonetheless, uh, a terabyte is a lot of space, and some of you might want that. So expandable micro SD storage, of course, uh, expandable storage up to 512 gigs. So you can throw 512 gigs in that device, which means if you go with the base storage of 128 gigs and then go and get a 512 gigabyte uh, micro SD card, you're going to have a ton of storage and it's going to be a lot cheaper to go that route as well. However, my experiences have been... That internal storage on the phone is much better than putting a micro SD card in there. There are a lot of apps that you can't move over to the micro SD card. So if you download a lot of big games and a lot of movies and all that stuff, a lot of downloadable stuff like movies and music and and whatnot can easily be stored on that micro SD but some apps actually don't allow themselves to be moved over to that micro SD storage. So you'll have to consider your usage and whatnot. I feel like if you are a person who who uses larger apps, you're probably already aware of this and aware of the limitations there. Um, So the dynamic AMOLED screen uh, with the reduced blue light and this thing they're calling HDR10 plus wide color gamut is uh, available on all the devices. Obviously, Samsung is great at making panels for phones, for laptops, for pretty much anything. Samsung really has screens uh, nailed, and their devices are all- always beautiful. So I can only imagine uh, what these are going to look like with that HDR10 Plus in there. Of course, compatible with the new faster Wi-Fi version 6, which isn't necessarily available on all of our typical Wi-Fi devices yet, but... Um, Just like uh, uh, some phones are going to start saying that they are compatible with um, uh, LTE. That's not LTE. It's like 5E or something. AT&T is calling it uh, 5GE or whatever speeds and and whatever all those things mean. There's some devices that are going to come out with that kind of support. Wi-Fi 6 is uh, the latest and greatest. You know, a lot of our computers and routers and stuff like that, will say that they support um, 802.11ac or n or b or n or these different letters. And essentially, um, I think what they're doing is they're just going with a solid number just to make it less confusing. Because the lettering system has always been a little confusing. And so with Wi-Fi 6, um, it's it's going to be much faster. The bandwidth over uh, is going to be much faster. For those of you that game, you know that a lot of times it's easier and better just to be connected via an Ethernet cable to your Internet to get better, uh, just to get better um, transfer rates and all that stuff. Uh, Wi-Fi 6 is supposed to kind of fix some of those things and give us better rates so we don't necessarily have to be cabled in. Um, Of course, that doesn't necessarily matter on a phone. But if you're playing some of those uh, more intense games that require faster connections um, and, uh, and you're, you're obviously having to play that over Wi-Fi because it's a smartphone and you can't plug uh, Ethernet into most smartphones, um, that Wi-Fi 6, when it becomes available, is going to give you a better experience. Of course, the wireless uh, you know, power share, they're calling it. You could charge other devices by resting them on the S10's back. That's kind of neat. Um, of course the S 10 also has wireless charging itself. So say for example, my iPhone or my pixel three XL, I can put it up against the back of my S 10 and share power right there. Pretty cool. It's also, all of these are IP 68 water resistant, which means they're decently submergible underwater, um, this varies, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about this for a brief second, that the IP68 water resistance does not mean it's waterproof. It does mean that it's splash proof. It means that some water can hit those ports and that you'll be okay. And really it's up to the manufacturer to give you what that rating means. And that means like how far can it be submerged and for how long. Those two things actually aren't part of the IP68 resistance rating. So if something says just ip68 certified that doesn't mean that you can actually submerge it underwater the iphone was ip68 water resistant and i had one of those flood out on me and so it it, you have to look at what the actual manufacturer says and then on top of that you being able to prove that that's what happened these manufacturers will take no responsibility Uh, so if you do plan on using your phone in, the, in or around water, I highly recommend getting a replacement plan uh, on those. Like uh, with Samsung, they have a replacement plan. I think it's like $12 or something like that for the device. And uh, and, and that, you know, is your insurance. Fast wireless charging. Wireless charging 2.0 is what these phones are going to have. Wireless charging 2.0 has been out for a long time and wireless charging 3.0 has been out for a long time also, and it's kind of weird that that hasn't been supported. 3.0 is much faster. Samsung hasn't jumped on board with 3.0, but that's okay. I mean, wireless charging is still pretty fast even at version 2.0. So um, all of the Galaxy S10 models also share at least two of the same cameras. The primary uh, dual aperture camera on the back, which is that F1.5 or F2.4 12-megapixel, and then also the ultra-wide 123-degree field of view 16-megapixel camera. So uh, they share that camera, but then, of course, there's differences there with the cameras when it comes to the front cameras on the the S10 and S10 Plus, and then also uh, the fact that there's three cameras on some of those. So interesting there. So with that said, like, what is the difference? Like, which phone should you really get uh, when it comes to the S10, S10 Plus, or S10e? So I think that the S10 is going to be really good for those people who want a flagship phone uh, but don't want to pay over $1,000 for it. That S10 is an okay price. It's still a little pricey in my opinion, but of course... These are fantastic phones. It's the pricing that we're going to be dealing with for a while. So if you want a phone that that isn't really like huge, because the S10 Plus really is kind of a big phone, uh, keep in mind the S10 has um, a 6.1-inch uh, display. That's that's pretty good size as it is. The S10 Plus has the 6.4. So a 6.1-inch display is pretty big. So uh, it, it, that might be enough. That's a Quad HD plus uh, curved OLED display with a 3,800 milliamp battery, which I think is definitely more than enough to get you through the day. Um, A big enough panel for most of us out there. However, you'll want to pick the S10 plus if you want that bigger display and bigger battery, that 6.4 inch quad HD plus curved OLED and that 4,100 milliamp battery. So that, of course, is the bigger one. And then, and then, the S10 Plus also has a couple of those options for that 12 gigabytes of RAM. That's something I didn't mention or talk about yet, is the fact that these devices are coming with either 8 or 12 gigabytes of RAM. Now, 8 gigabytes of RAM is a lot of RAM for a smartphone. I mean, my Google Pixel 3 XL, I believe, only has 4 gigabytes, and it does okay. And my S9 Plus that I had last year, as well as the Note 9 that I had, uh, I believe had 6 and 8 gigabytes of RAM, and that's just more than enough. 12 gigabytes, and, and here's why they would put 12 gigabytes in these larger storage devices. The actual storage being used, being utilized, and being available in your device is going to take up more RAM. And that sounds a little weird, and I don't really want to go into depth on explaining that, but larger storage devices like that 512 gigabyte and that one terabyte, are going to require more RAM. If they didn't put more RAM in those devices, you would essentially be getting less RAM than you should have gotten because just the simple fact of having that much storage is using up more. Well, that leaves us with the S10e, which is a 5.8-inch Full HD plus OLED display. Notice the lack of the Quad HD. So it is a little lower resolution, uh, kind of like the iPhone 10R, which is what my wife has. And I'll tell you the truth on that. The iPhone 10R is a beautiful phone and a fantastic phone and a well-priced phone in comparison to the others. So don't think that you have to go full S10 or S10 Plus here. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're also going to get a 3,100 milliamp battery with your S10e, which is smaller. It's a smaller battery. Uh, Keep in mind that still has that Snapdragon 855. Um, It has less RAM. It has 6 gigabytes of RAM. Um, And, uh, you know, with that device, you also get a base of 128 gigabytes. So at at that price point, which um, I believe is $749, uh, the S10 is 899 right 899 and the s10 plus starts out at 999 so for 750 dollars us you're you're getting a great phone you're still getting that oled uh full hd which the full hd they're calling it on the iphone 10r is great even though it's not like a quad hd like on the bigger phones um you know, it's, it's still a great phone. So think about it like that, kind of the same way with iPhone, how they have the three different devices. Samsung has their three different devices as well. So really it comes down to, will those things make a difference for you? And you know, to be honest, some of them won't make a difference for me. Uh, I'm really just going with the plus because when I do my reviews and when I'm, uh, you know, talking about these devices... I want to make sure that I have the device that has all of the options. So it has all the cameras, it has all of the different features. Like the S10 Plus has the three cameras on the back that do different things. And I'm going to talk more about that when I get my device and I start to review it. I'm going to do a, uh, a first shot series uh, over on Ditch Auto, which is another YouTube channel that I run, which is more photography based. And I want to talk there about going out and shooting with those cameras, doing different things with them, time-lapsing, all the fun things that you can do with those cameras. Uh, So if you're interested in that, you'll want to make sure to head on over to Ditch Auto's YouTube channel and subscribe. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's start to compare this S10 Plus against the flagships, the top-level flagships that are available uh, from these other manufacturers. So I have an iPhone XS Max. That's kind of my daily driver because I'm using an Apple Watch right now as well. And then, of course, I have the Google Pixel 3 XL. Now, the 6.4-inch AMOLED with the 3040 by 1440 pixels that we have uh, on that S10 Plus um, is closely matched by the iPhone XS Max, which is a 6.5-inch Super Retina OLED, so not AMOLED, but OLED panel with 2,688 by 1242 pixels. So there's differences there. The phone itself, uh, the display itself that you're getting on the iPhone XS Max is going to be a little bit bigger, um, even though the dimensions of the actual device are so, so, so close. And I'll go over those uh, in a second. But then we have the Pixel 3 XL with its super notch on the top, it does have a big notch, uh, but that's because of those big cameras that it has on the front-facing cameras, which I'm going to be really interested to see if the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus with its dual front cameras can compete with the, uh, the Pixel 3 XL. Nothing competes with the Pixel 3 XL front-facing cameras. They're fantastic. Uh, but that 6.3-inch uh, Pixel 3 XL has what they're calling flexible OLED, a 2,960 by 1440, so um, much much closer to the size of the display of the uh, the actual S10 Plus. So the pixels per inch is also interesting, the PPI of uh, which is the pixel density of of the screens themselves. The S10 Plus and the Pixel Three has the same. The iPhone XS Max is actually lower at 458, and uh, so the other two have 522. So you're getting those pixels are just much closer together um, and should produce a better uh, experience overall in image quality. So the size of these devices are all really, really close. The actual dimension in in inches for all of these devices uh, is 6.2 inches in height. So 6.2 inches in height are the same for all these devices, regardless of whether you're getting a 6.4 inch S10 Plus, a 6.5 inch XS or 10S Max, or a 6.3 inch Pixel 3 XL. Um, Where there's a little bit of differentiation is the width of the device. The uh, S10 Plus is 2.92 inches. The iPhone is um, 3.0 inches in width. And then the same goes uh, for the the Pixel 3. The thickness is also barely different. The, uh, 0.3 inches across the board with the exception of the S10 plus is 0.31 inches. So those devices are all super close to the same in size. Um, it just looks like the iPhone is giving you just a smidge bigger of a screen because they are, have mounted those speakers in a different way, uh, and kind of given you less of a bezel on the top and the bottom of the device. Um, the weight of the devices, the, uh, the Samsung S10 is coming in at 6.17 ounces, which is more than a full ounce less than the iPhone 10s Max and, uh, and also less than the Pixel 3 XL. The Pixel 3 XL feels light, so I'm excited to get an S10 Plus in my hands to feel just how light that feels in comparison to the others. Of course, uh, the operating systems, Android 9.0, so you're getting the latest Android on the S10 Plus. Keep in mind, though, with the Samsung phones that it takes them quite a while to roll out new versions uh, of, of Android to their devices. The S9 is just now starting to get uh, that those those types of updates, um, and that's you know almost a year since that phone came out. So you have to keep in mind that it's going to be a while before you're going to see Android 10. Uh, of course, the Pixel 3 XL will get that probably this fall, uh, maybe early fall. It really just depends. So the thing that really sticks out to me is the fact that they put three cameras on the back of the S10, I almost said S9, on the back of the S10. Now, the dual camera thing, I understand that. And, you know, I was, uh, of course, the Pixel 3 XL doesn't even have dual cameras. It just has one camera on the back that does a lot of things really well. Personally, I was really hoping that Samsung would do some, uh, s- some, some technology advancements when it comes to the back camera, uh, but they decided to go with three cameras because why the heck not? It's, it seems easier, I think, to just really put three different cameras with three different lenses on the back of the phone. And essentially, you have kind of like a whole lens kit in your pocket, uh, whereas there are companies that sell lens adapters for your phones and whatnot, and, and you can swap out those lenses. Samsung's saying, uh, we're just going to throw a bunch of them on the back of your phone and call it good. From what I understand, it sounds really easy to switch between those cameras, um, and so I'll be interested to check that out. But we have that 16 megapixel ultra-wide angle camera, which is uh, a lot bigger than the size uh, the megapixel that comes out of the other the other cameras. Now, the thing about that ultra-wide, from what I understand, is the ultra-wide does not have autofocus. The ultra-wide, and it doesn't necessarily need autofocus because uh, an ultra-wide image is going to have such a deep depth of field that chances are everything's going to be in focus there. Uh, but I, I don't like the idea of not having autofocus on that or any way to actually focus that shot, even manually. The camera lens, uh, that specific one, just has no focusing ability at all. But then we do also have those other 12-megapixel shooters, that wide-angle and then the telephoto uh, cameras on there. Those are more 12-megapixel like the other phones and like the previous version of the cameras on these uh, S devices, and uh, they're supposed to be revised and revamped cameras, and it's supposed to be all good. Uh, So I'm, I'm interested to check that out. Where I am really interested is in the dual front cameras on this uh, Samsung phone. Of course, the dual front-facing cameras on the, uh, on the Pixel 3 have been fantastic for doing uh, portrait mode and just making great photos. Uh, also, the low-light functionality on the Pixel 3 XL is fantastic. So I'm really interested to see what Samsung's been able to do there. Uh, so just moving down, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into many more of these things. Of course, um, the battery is huge on this phone, 4,100 milliamps, where the Pixel 3 has, uh, the Pixel 3 XL has a 3,430 milliamp battery. Um, so, you know, battery life should be really great. And Samsung's phones have gotten really good at managing their uh their battery usage as well um and not just eating up batteries like android used to to really do especially on samsung phones um an interesting thing is going to be that in-screen fingerprint sensor you know i I really fell in love with fingerprint sensors on the back of the phone because they're easy to find Um, not so much on the samsung phones but on the pixel 3xl it's really easy to find that fingerprint scanner and as you're pulling your phone out of your pocket you place your finger right in that fingerprint scanner and by the time the phone is in front of your face and ready to use, everything is unlocked and ready to go. Uh, whereas with an iPhone, you have to wait for Face ID to do its whole thing. And with a lot of other phones that have that fingerprint scanner like just down in the very bottom of the phone, you have to hold the phone kind of weird and get your thumb just there so that you can unlock it. So the in-screen fingerprint sensor, I'm, I'm interested in that for sure. Um hey, they kept the headphone jack. Most people were thinking Samsung was going to ditch a headphone jack, but it is there, and I'm uh, somewhat happy about that. I don't really care so much anymore, but in the truck that I currently drive, I don't have Bluetooth audio. I have a Bluetooth audio device, and I've I've made a video about that device that I use uh, so that it's easy for me to just Bluetooth music straight into my car without having to have any additional cables plugged into my phone. Um, so make sure to check out that link in the, uh, the show notes, um, but the headphone jack definitely is nice, especially if you jump in a friend's car, and they don't want to go through the process of Bluetooth pairing your phone to their car, so it's nice to have that headphone jack just as a fail-safe. So, you know, the S10 Plus is here, the S10, the S10e, They're higher priced than previous models. Uh, They're higher specced than previous models. And so I'm interested to hear what all of you have to say in regards to this device. There are several ways that you can talk with me and we can share our thoughts. Of course, there is the State of Tech Twitter. There is the State of Tech Instagram And there is the State of Tech Facebook. Uh, And then if you want to go really old school, you can go over to the stateoftech.net website and click on that contact box and shoot me a message. Um, But the one last thing that I actually forgot is that there is a comment section underneath the show notes. So if you go to stateoftech.net slash podcast slash one, down at the bottom underneath the show notes is a comment section. You can leave some comments there, uh, of course. So if you haven't yet, if you are new to State of Tech and you made it all the way through this 30-minute talk on the S line of phones this year, uh, then you would definitely want to check out our YouTube channel over uh, on YouTube. Of course, State of Tech is that channel. Go to youtube.com slash All of these links are in the show notes, so thanks uh, for checking that out in advance. Um, If there's any product or something that you click on, chances are some of them are affiliate links and it definitely helps support our channel here. So clicking on those links is highly appreciated, even if it's just to go and look and see what the specs are or what the current pricing is. So that's going to do it for this first ever episode of the state of tech podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I would love some feedback and maybe even you have some topics that you would like discussed or some things that you think would make this podcast. Awesome. Share them in the comment section at that uh, show notes page, stateoftechnet slash podcast slash one, just the number one and that's it. And I hope to see you back here soon. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform, you use, whether it's iTunes or uh, the iTunes podcast app. Uh, Spotify uh, any of those apps and if there is an option to leave a review of this podcast I know this is early I know this is my first episode and I really don't deserve a review from you yet but if you really liked it and you want to share some love head on over and review the podcast it will help other people find it because podcasts with reviews are more interesting to check out than ones that don't so thanks again my name's Jared and I hope to see you back here soon on the State of Tech podcast Take care.